I have a stat that I want to share with you, and I say that as somebody who is not really a, a stat nerd. <laughs> you know, I try to tell the human stories, but there is a stat and a study that just came out that has blown my mind. I think it's the single most important stat that I can share with you right now. I need you to understand it and learn it for yourself because I think it shuts down every single argument against defunding the police. I got to share it with you. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. I've got to share this with you, and it's one of those things that I think is going to become a stat that we all just know. I, d- I didn't know it. I, this I have been working as, as an organizer, as an activist. I've been fighting back against injustice pretty much my entire adult life. And I just saw a stat that I never would have guessed was true. It is totally different than what I expected. And I think now that we have this stat, it's going to change the way we all look at policing. You know, when we talk about defunding police departments, what we are saying is there are police departments that are actually funded with billions and billions of dollars. The NYPD, the LAPD, we did a whole episode on it here on The Breakdown where Right now, the LAPD takes over 50% of the entire general fund of Los Angeles. It's outrageous. And the NYPD is the same thing. And so when you say, hey, we need these departments to be funded less so other essential social services can be funded more, we actually have too many police and too many arrests and too many stops And one of the ways to fix that is not new policies banning chokeholds. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead and create that policy. But as you may have seen just yesterday, the NYPD, and mind you, chokeholds have officially been banned by the NYPD per policy for over 20 years. And the New York City Council and the New York State Legislature just made it a crime for an NYPD officer to use a chokehold on somebody. But there it was at the beach yesterday on Father's Day. We saw yet another NYPD officer literally choking someone unconscious on film. And as people begged him to let go, he refused until the young man literally passed out. And that young man is now in the hospital. And so we can try to reform this system. And and I think we should keep trying to reform it as long as it exists. As long as it's, in, as it's in place, yes, continue to try to make it better while it exists, but it also needs to get drastically smaller. And how you do that is moving funding that is currently going to police departments and moving it to other social, service, uh, so, social services rather to help fund substance abuse treatment and homelessness and education and housing and so much else. But the question that people always offer in return is, well, who's going to police violent crimes? What are we going to do about assaults, 
and sexual assaults and murders and shootings. What are we going to do about those things? Well, a new study just came out, and uh, it is written by, let me get their names right, Jeff Asher and Benjamin Horowitz. They are crime analysts based in New Orleans, and they are co-founders of an organization called AH Datalytics. And the New York Times has a new article, and you can put this in Google, how do the police actually spend their time? Google that. How do the police actually spend their time? And the two authors of the study, Jeff Asher and Benjamin Horowitz, looked at all of the publicly available information from 10 leading police departments around the country, including Baltimore, Cincinnati, New Orleans, Phoenix, Sacramento, San Diego, Seattle, and Tucson, Arizona, and, and others. And they looked at that data to see what are people actually calling 911 for, what are police actually dispatched for, what calls are made to the police, and what calls do police actually respond to, and what the study found Shock the hell out of me because it's not at all what I expected. And I think it bolsters our argument. Not I think, I absolutely know that it bolsters our argument that we need to defund the police. Listen, I have a quick word from one of our sponsors and then I'm going to share the stat with you. Hey, my name is Brandon Janice and I'm the host of Sick Empire, a brand new podcast brought to you by the North Star. On Sick Empire, I interview New Yorkers who, in different ways, fight on the front lines for change in the city during the coronavirus pandemic. Please listen to hear a unique mix of stories from essential workers, small business owners, artists, and elected officials who are all experiencing the chaos of COVID in their own ways. Listen to Sick Empire on all streaming platforms. And you can support the show and any of our other podcasts by heading over to thenorthstar.com and becoming a member. Sick Empire Sick Empire mask on pretty much anywhere and everywhere I go. So I have definitely let my facial hair get a little wild over the past few months. But when I need to have an important Zoom or when I finally need to go out and look like something, I needed to go ahead and shave. I use Harry's razors. And Harry's is a return to the essential quality and durability and fair price that all razors should have. And here's the deal. Listeners of The Breakdown, can redeem their Harry's trial set right now if you go to harrys.com slash breakdown. Again, that's harrys.com slash breakdown. Go there and you'll get a weighted ergonomic handle with a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade. You'll get some rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. And if you go right now 
theharrys.com slash breakdown. You can start shaving better today and get your free trial. Check it out. I've never actually said this out loud, but every time I do an ad for someone like Harry's, what they give us in return, what our sponsors gives us in return, basically pays for an entire month of health insurance for one of our employees. And I used to feel really weird about doing ads, and now I no longer care at all because every time we do an ad, it basically provides a month of health insurance for one of our employees. And so if I do 14 ads a month, that covers health insurance for our entire staff. And so I'm always glad to do the ads and never never have a problem with doing it. But let me share this stat with you. Again, when you get a chance, Google how do the police actually spend their time? It's a New York Times article. And what the, what the study showed is that of all the millions and millions and millions of calls that police get, only 4% of all calls that they are dispatched to, only 4% are violent crimes. The other 96% are everything else. Attending to homeless people. Think of Rayshard Brooks going to look at a man who's sleeping in his car. Addressing some type of family crisis. Uh, directing traffic. I mean that literally. Giving speeding tickets. Only 4% of every call police are dispatched to are violent crimes, and in fact, only 1% of all calls that American police are dispatched to are what are called serious violent crimes. That means homicide, robbery, rape, and aggravated assault. In Baltimore, 0.9% of every call police are dispatched to are serious violent crimes. What that means is 99.1% of everything else that they are dispatched to is something other than a serious violent crime. In Cincinnati, it's 1.2%. In Montgomery County, Maryland, it's 0.5%. In New Orleans, it's 1.0%. In Phoenix, 1.8%. In Sacramento, one4 In San Diego, it's 1.0%. In Seattle, it's 1.3%. In other words, in Seattle, 98.7% of the time police are dispatched to a call, it is not a serious violent crime. And when you consider all violent crimes that that fit that bill of homicide, robbery, rape, and aggravated assault, and every other violent crime, For the average police department in America, in America's busiest cities, those only account for 4% of all calls. And the other 96% are traffic responses and non-criminal miscellaneous complaints. In Seattle, for example, traffic incidents and speed enforcement is 15% of all of their work, while serious violent crime is 1.3%. 
what we're saying is, yes, there is a place for a police force that addresses serious violent crime. But mind you, first off, police are responding after the crime has already happened. So it's this notion that police stop crime is is a farce. They show up after it's already done. But even with that, it's only about 1% of everything police respond to. The other 99% could literally be handled by other departments that are not armed, that are not violent, that could find a way to pull someone over without killing them, find a way to meet up with Rayshard Brooks, who appears to be asleep in his car, and get him home without shooting and killing him, having a conversation with Eric Garner without shooting and killing him, or rather choking him to death. Here is, here is the thing. How is it that less than 1% in, in Montgomery County, Maryland, or Tucson, Arizona, or Baltimore, which is regularly held up by people as a city that's plagued with horrible violence, that only 0.9% of all calls police are dispatched to are serious violent crimes in Baltimore. The other 99.1% is something else. And what we're saying, when we say we need to defund the police, we're saying take the funds that go to the other 99.1% of calls in Baltimore, take those funds and give them to social services, to substance abuse treatment, to better public housing, to job training and placement. Take those funds to making sure that every school in Baltimore has proper heating and air conditioning, which they regularly don't have. Take those funds, the hundreds of millions of dollars that are currently funding the 99.1% of calls police are dispatched to, take those funds and do something better with it. So yes, I am saying that we can defund the police and we should defund the police. And yes, there's a place to have some type of force that responds to the 1% of all serious violent crimes or even the 4% of all violent crimes. But the other 95 to 99% of what police respond to, somebody else needs to do that. Develop other trained groups of people so that you have a homelessness uh, institution that trains and prepares people to support those who are unhoused through a crisis. Have substance abuse experts address calls related to substance abuse. Because here's the reality, that 99% of all calls are not to serious violent crimes, and 96% of all calls are not for any violent crimes at all. Have somebody else do that work. Because what we know is the tens of millions of other times in that 96% or 99% of police calls, there are so many interactions 
That's where the brutality happens. Let's remove all of that. So, yeah, I'm saying massively defund the police, massively re recenter our focus on systems and structures and organizations that actually support communities and make them healthy. And that's not what American policing is all about. So listen, when you get a chance, Google the article. It's by Jeff Asher and Ben Horowitz. How do the police actually spend their time? I think is the single most important stat and fact that's come out so far in 2020. It's shaping the way I see everything about American policing. I've got to run. Hope you read the entire article. See it for yourself. Be armed with the knowledge. But just understand that 99% of the tens of millions of calls police are on, I think it's actually, if I'm reading it right, it's hundreds of millions of calls that police respond to. 99% of them are not serious violent crimes. 96% of them are not violent crimes at all of any kind. And we can redistribute that funding to do so much better. Take care, y'all. Break it down. Break, 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 break.